You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Venom. Let there be carnage, precious. Oh, because it's Andy Serkis. God, <laughs> whatever they actually said, precious in the movie. Did they really? Yeah, fucking Woody, uh, Woody Harrelson when the girls being drug off. He's like, he's at the window. He's going, precious. He says it twice. My precious. You no trouble. Me. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. Oh, your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We are your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am fine and dandy, sir. We also have DP Mike Griggs. Hello, hello. Howdy, howdy. Go ahead and throw out the spoiler warning here. New film, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. We're going to tear this thing up. There's going to be carnage. The plot is going to be torn up all over this place. It's going to be out of control. What plot? <laughs> It's the same movie. Anyways, go on. It's the same movie. <laughs> Is it the same movie? Not really. I mean, I, yeah. It felt very familiar, which was cool. They didn't change it too much. It felt the same world, just a little goofier. A little goofier. Yeah, just, just a little a, bit. Just, just a little. Just we're driving just across a little the bit Golden more Gate, like a circus, and we're gonna pick up a fucking truck and just throw it off the Golden Gate Bridge, and then cut to a wide shot of said truck falling. Off the Golden Gate Bridge. To be just fair, a, that's car- just a that's little carnage. goofier. I fucking loved that whole setup. I just want to say for the record, but like a little goofier is a subtle word to describe it. I'm wishing that it wasn't PG-13, so we could actually see Carnage be fucking this, Carnage. Yeah, I, I didn't feel it so much in the first one. This one, you really feel the PG-13ness because yeah. they they push yeah. the darkness and they push the the serial killer creepy factor, but it just there's not enough. It, it's too PG-13. He felt constrained. Like, felt like you, very you, you, you're, you're not allowing Woody to go, uh, to, to go full hard. He you know jumped up onto a fucking Hold counter up. in a gas station and kicked a dude in the face, and we didn't see any of it actually happening. All we saw was his feet on the counter. But I don't think Woody felt constrained in his performance, though. I mean, 
He was still over I'm the saying, top. I'm saying, I'm saying, like I the feel. results of his performance. Yeah, like the violence on screen. I, I give you that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because b- both these motherfuckers are all. I mean, they're they're hamming this thing up all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> they're having themselves a good old time. Woody's got a great wig in this. <laughs> when he stops and fixes the wig to make sure it's all still going forward, like, okay, come on, we get it, we get it, it's hair, got it, cool, okay. They're like, were they de-aging him here? No, I don't think so. No, because I don't think so. they're totally lying about how old he is. He's like a what, like a kid in '96, and then oh uh, yeah, like that motherfucker <laughs> would be my age. I'm like, what? I don't look like no fucking six year old man. Fuck you. <laughs> he had already he had already been on Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, got married on Cheers. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, wait. This man. He, he, had a rec- he had a receding hairline in 96, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. But, you know, but, but which I, I had a little trouble with that. Like, going like, wow, man. They just the, wanted how, to match him to Naomi Harris. That's all. Well, how old is she supposed to be? I mean, yeah, they could have kept their ages different, like from the get go. You know, like they yeah, didn't, yeah, but no. Weird. Well, I mean, they could have, but the whole crux of their their meeting thing was the fact that they were in whatever that weird ass kids' home thing was at the same time as teenagers. Well, it, it they were, it's actually Professor X's like a school for gifted students. It was uh, you know that's no, actually it wasn't being kept. Come on, man, that's what's happening. You no, know, and then they ended up no. to, what is it called Saint Estes or something? <laughs> Saint like that. Estes. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a cover, man. Oh, obviously. Oh, a terrible yeah. cover of a. I mean, I did like the fact that they used the word mutant. <laughs> like, if we're gonna get real nerdy that's about it, that's what I'm it, saying. Yeah, she's like, my mutation has whatever, and that's that. Yeah, you know. but to be fair, that you know, it's all a mutation. Spider-Man, like you get to, you know, <clears throat> taking it back since this is Sony, you know, Spider-Man just shoots shit out of his fucking, like, you know, he, he didn't have to have any, like, gadgets, you know, it's a mutation. Yeah. So yeah. there already are mutants in, 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 in this world. Oh, wait, uh, the he, Sony he, Spider-Man cinematic universe. Is, is, isn't he back to uh, mechanical web shooters? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, but I'm talking is. about, yes. I'm talking about OG, uh, like, didn't Sony make the, um, the first ones? Uh, yeah, talking about the same. They, they same made all of them. Yeah. They've always had That's them. Tell me yeah. Yeah, 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 Sony's yeah. always had Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's, it's what I'm saying. It's canon for there to be already be mutants because <laughs> Tobey Maguire was a fucking mutant. But they yes. could never <laughs> say <laughs> the word. Specifically, <laughs> yeah, the word the word mutant yeah. was was part of Fox's property for the X-Men series, and that's why it hasn't entered into the uh, MCU canon. So X-Men. So the X-Men series just straight up owns the word mutant. Well, no, Disney does now. Marvel. Because yeah, <laughs> yes, Mar- they have. They Marvel have owns everything. Acquired the rights. Oh, yeah. so so just so you're saying the only reason they can they, that they're even allowed to even use that word is because they own it now. Not the word itself, but the context of what a mutant is from the comic books in that sense. That's so weird. Yeah, and Sony's yeah, partnered with Marvel, so yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter it's, now. It's the way the intellectual property rights happen for for the application of the terminology. So, are we about to see a cross pollination here? Well, like, based on the fucking end scene, the mid credit scene at the end, I damn well think so. Oh, yeah. Oh. Did you, get, did you watch the spoiler? Oh, my God, bro. Fucking Spider-Man showed up, dude. They, did you miss okay, it? Okay. What? Did, oh, my God. You didn't see the, the credit scene? This is like the third where, time in where the they're in, <laughs> they're in the hotel room, and, <laughs> and Venom is talking like, oh, all right, oh, let me, oh okay. Let I me thought give you had Spider-Man. Showed up. He, he shows yeah. up on the screen, and yeah. then he goes up, and he's like, starts making out with the screen. Yeah. He's like, oh, that kid looks hot. Like He said, like, delicious or tasty or something like, oh, he looks good. Yeah, or, yeah he licks the screen. 
But I mean, they yeah, they like that. switched universes somehow. Like that was pretty interesting. Like he was. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Like yeah, it was. Would well, you see the I trailer the for the new? Yeah, the new Spider Man movie. Did you see the new trailer? I had not. Se- I had not previously seen the trailer for this. And I walked in just in time to see the trailer for that Spider-Man movie, and I was like, fuck, well, I guess I'm finally watching the damn trailer. So much for my <laughs> full media blackout. And then the fucking Love end it. credit scene, I was like, if I had not watched the trailer before this, it would not have made sense. If I had done my normal, like, purpose. close my eyes, plug my ears, and try to hum through the thing so I don't actually experience the trailer that I'd want to see this new movie for, it would not have made sense. So it pops good on them for it's, it's Spider-Man. You're so, like, oh. Time to take a piss. I'll be <laughs> right back. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, that's what I do. That you know. Oh, you got you got to stand and watch all the trailers. That way, you can watch that last night at Soho trailer just one more time because it's cut so fucking well. God, I didn't it get is that cut trailer. really well. Oh, did you not I get it? That trailer. Oh, I, I watched. Trailer. Uh, I watched this in IMAX, and holy shit, guys! When the IMAX fuck did IMAX? Expensive. Wh- when did IMAX become twenty dollars? What, dude? It's, it's uh, been that like way. five years ago yeah. at least. Well, I yeah. guess. I, well, you know, to be fair, most of the time I go, you buy my ticket. But <laughs> I, I, do I have apologize. To say. <laughs> I owe you uh, multiple six packs of beer. Um, I love how every time Brian talks about like. <laughs> What, are you going to go to the theater and spend $10? Like, motherfucker, you have not spent $10 at a movie theater in, like, 10 years. They, yeah, that shit like is 14 kids, And you take to care of us, start. too. Like, <laughs> like, I go on the cheap Tuesdays, and it's still $8. Like, what are you talking about? Well, it, it, it was supposed to be $5. They had $5 Tuesday forever. It's gone up to six eighty eight now. Yeah, it's $6 I, plus Fandango for, you know, being able to pick your seat beforehand. And Oh, oh man, they got the, they got the Mal- Malco, Malco app now. You can just pick your seat right on there, too. Yeah, but then Dude. they also still charge you the dollar fifty processing fee they, for using the yeah, fucking app. Yeah, they do. App. They always yeah, you know, they, they screw you. Regal, Regal did not. Regal was great. I love Regal, but you know what? Malco doesn't do the five dollar deal with the IMAX. IMAX is still twenty oh, fucking dollars. Yeah, no, oh yeah, bro, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, where are you going? Oh, five dollars <laughs> IMAX. Oh, oh, and let me tell you this. You know, if I go sit in a normal fucking theater, at least I can recline. If I'm in the goddamn IMAX, I have to sit straight up like I'm fucking in grade okay, school. Okay, yeah. Like what's happening? I gotta pay twenty dollars and sit the fuck straight up. The Memphis IMAX, yes. yeah. The, 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 the seats totally suck. They need to up the ball game on that. Like, if you're gonna charge twenty dollars, you better fucking let me go damn re- like recline if i'm gonna watch venom and and spend money like if i was renting it at home during the pandemic you better let me sit in my lazy boy <laughs> oh man it's, it's worth it for that sound bro that fucking bass in that imax theater is so what's the difference fucking... between the atomos sound and that sound there's no like it's still atmos sound in the imax it's, it's bigger just a bigger bass. screen bass system it's, it's a bigger screen it's got bigger speakers the, the imax experience is is the larger screen and and the format of the screen. I will say that the IMAX experience allowed me to see where um, ADR was happening a lot easier. Yeah, and the, there's and a lot of ADR in this for sure. Tons of ADR. Um, like and like there was one like when when there was somebody down a hallway, and they turn and say something, and their mouth is completely out of sync with what's said. They just drop some shit in. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see the catch light really easy in the uh, in their eyes in the IMAX, and I can see that they were using a lot of like tube lights. So many tube lights, man! Yeah, the whole opening sequence with um, Woody Harrelson, like 
where yeah, he's like lit, got that underlit, underlit man underlit. it's just straight up it's like a, there's an there's astera a, just like right a there fucking astera yeah. just out of the frame under yep. the, yeah it's there and then the return uh when it's eddie brock's similar, in yeah. his uh no it, and it cuts to him and he's in his uh apartment all that shit fucking uh, oh yeah close, man all the close-ups are lit they were like they didn't give a fuck they were like all right let's just fly this light in real quick yep <laughs> like, yep <laughs> just hold it right I thought there. it looked good though i mean it does look oh, good. Oh no, no, it looks yeah. good. I'm just saying, it's just interesting. You can see the uh, the the transition from how things are being lit now uh, versus you know e- even a few years ago. You like you totally can see you know th- there would normally be a little speck in someone's eye. Now there's a straight line. I kind of like it, honestly. Like seeing it's it's really interesting to start paying attention to some of those. Like how how does how do different DPs like use their catch light? Some guys will like do like a an interesting ring light. Some people will be like a little tiny square. I think the the tube light looks interesting, especially if you put it in the right spot. So like the where the where the line goes can be. I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I've shot too many too many music videos, Griggs. It, uh, <laughs> it just, yeah, it doesn't work for me. Uh, it, like you know, it looks cool, but I you're I, I over it. You're it. over it. That's that's totally fair. Yeah. Like you've yeah. you've you've used it to the point where you're like you're fine with it, which is fair. And this is that's what happened with when fluorescence first came out in the first place. Now we're just doing LED fluorescence. Yeah, I'm going for perfect circles now. I've got a new uh, softbox like dome, uh, so we can actually do like. <laughs> oh my circles. god, bro! What? There's fucking lighting nerd. <laughs> gonna get perfect circles in the eyes. Look, look, look! What's the best thing than anime? You know, like like right when they're about to have their orgasm and their <laughs> eyes are all glittering. The the catch lights are perfect circles, and that's what I'm trying to capture. Wow! Right, Tentacles right. with perfect circles. It's very very specific. <laughs> um, and I also know exactly what you're talking about too. <laughs> See, last week, Kristen was talking all about how Venom's tongue is very, uh, very tentacle porn like. And yeah. this one was like, fuck all of that. We're going to make the entire thing tentacle porn. Like, Carnage is just like, I'm going to put tentacles in here. I'm going to put tentacles in there. I'm going to use my tongue in different ways. And it was like, holy I'm shit. Like, mail with the tentacles. This entire fucking thing is just. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love his arm going down, and he's just like, you know, he's just doing his thing. He just know? doesn't even care. Yeah, I, I, I liked all the cynical stuff. I really liked the the one the cop that gets the tongue stuck down his throat, and who knows what happens oh. to him. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty rough for a PG thirteen. I I give him balls for you know putting that in the movie. And yeah, they pushed the PG thirteen a lot. Like they, I, I missed it being an R rating in a lot of ways. But yeah. I definitely was like, I'm glad I didn't take my kids to see this because they are not old enough yet. Goodness. I was surprised. Uh, there were a lot of kids in the theater when I was there, and I felt it was like, oh, this is a little, yeah, a little edgy. E- even the, even the language, you know, I was like, oh, this is a little edgy for for some of the kids here. Oh man, uh, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> Cletus Cassidy's going on his, this whole big soapbox thing at the end, where he's like, nobody cared about me. I just wanted to be your friend, Eddie. Venom <laughs> just like, well, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and bites his head off and it's like holy crap <laughs> well he told him he could eat him he's like he's like yeah, yeah, he, 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 he could eat he everybody promised. he never got the chick she's still under that bell you can Is just she, uh, that's, I was gonna ask you think she's still alive bro 
There's a she has to be. She, she basically what he didn't realize is that that bell was basically like a serving dish. All he had to do is lift it up and she was there. <laughs> like it was it was ready. Maybe, maybe that's how the next one opens is he's like, "Ha, and for dessert." And he like opens it up and like, you know, chomps down on her. I, I thought it was kind of crazy they actually killed Carnage. I, you know, I th- thought eventually, I mean, that's like the biggest adversary that that Venom has. Well, like you keep him around for like a sequel somewhere, right? Well, can't Carnage? I mean, like, all right. So let's let's talk about this. It's kind of easy to create. Like, like, it, it, how is it a completely separate symbiote if it came from Venom? And then, so if 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 you, if you were just to like drink Venom blood, then you could create a Carnage. Yeah, that was definitely not explored at all. Like, for how heavy handed the exposition was in the first one. <laughs> This was just like, oh no, the serial killer bit my finger, so now he has a whole fucking extra. Well, there's a close up of like, it going ee <laughs> on right, his finger, right? Yeah, for sure. Little, yeah. <laughs> this little dance, but like, what? I mean, what? So, so like, if he like cuts his finger or something and like gets on chicken and then yeah. someone eats that chicken, like you know, yeah. If you watch this, was the chicken cooked first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess by the logic of this movie, you're right. You guys are right. Yeah. Or I mean I don't know. Let's say he gets a little bit of a of an interestingly rough re- relationship with uh, a lady friend. He bites and, his tongue with a of his teeth. <laughs> oh, or now you know, he was a venom too. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> now use a you venom a... too. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's gonna be really hard when we get to the third one. We're gonna be like, now use the venom trace three. As, as well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This isn't working as well. Yeah. Look who's venom now. <laughs> He found it. We were looking for it. Jared found it. Way to go. What an asshole. So proud of you right now. (sighs) Cookies and dirt. Cookies and dirt. (laughs) I take it that's a line from that movie. I would not know because, goddamn, it's been that long. 100% a line from that movie. That's how Danny DeVito dogged those divots, the bully. Oh <laughs> We've hit an all-time low. Um, <laughs> we're never going to recover from oh, this. Oh, that one. was it? That was the oh, all-time low. Oh, that was low. it. That was the movie <laughs> reference that broke our show. <laughs> I guarantee you, there are listeners that are going, fuck yeah. I love that movie. You think so? I'm here for it. I'm here for 100%. it. 100%. If you want us to do, look who's talking now. Do not let Joan the entire "Look Who's Talking" trilogy. Oh my god! Let us know. No, no, absolutely not. You're gonna make me choke. <laughs> Just go on our um, go on one of our social social media pages and type in "Talking Yes" hashtag Talking Yes. <sighs> Jared, you better not make cool. that a thing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh... I, I don't. I don't know how this uh, Carnage gets uh, put into this movie. How? Yeah. How is Carnage created? Yeah. That's, that's... How is Carnage created in in the comic book? Uh, well, it, does anyone know? Yeah. It's um, the symbiotes have like little babies every now and again. They produce asexually, and Venom and uh, they just, Eddie Brock they just divide. Uh, well, no, they leave like it's like it's like a little seed. And okay. uh, anyway, um, Venom comes and busts um, Eddie Brock out of jail. And his cellmate is Cletus Cassidy. And when uh. he's getting out, um, 
he leaves like a, I guess this little spawn the seed, and it <laughs> it bonds with Cletus Cassidy. He's like Cletus, you show all pretty. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love your red hair. <laughs> Let's make a suit out of it. Can we keep him? <laughs> but yeah, they even dropped that father line. Uh, th- that's a funny joke. Yeah, though. he says it like twice. I love that joke. <laughs> Not you, father. (laughs) Time to eat you, father. He's like, oh. He's like, no, not you, father. You, You, father. (laughs) That was great. But it's also like, oh, okay, yeah. But you know, that's the first time that that's even kind of brought up. I was a super. I was with a super lame crowd because I I I like laughed out loud multiple times, and and everybody else was just kind of like just sitting there quiet. Oh, really? Yeah, I was oh, like, man. y'all suck, yeah. man. I mean, what's happening in here right now? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. My crowd was, was quite enthused. Really? Damn. Yeah. I was like, yeah. man, like everybody's asleep in here or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I was I was a little bit um, confused, feels like a strong word, but like the same amount of care that they gave to explaining why and how Carnage was created, they gave to this whole like death throwdown fight between Venom and Carnage where he's like, well, only one of us can live. Like, at what point did this just become Highlander? Like, what's going on here? Like, there can only be you. By that much. Um, well, you know, but they kind of like call it out that eventually um, Carnage would have died be- or, or on his own because he says that they're not compatible. So and, and then earlier in the movie, Venom goes out on a killing spree, basically hopping from body to body, like fucking leaving bodies in his wake. Um, so, so I don't so know if those people were dead. Were they dead? I don't know, bro. Like, no, they're he, like they're like pretty much fucking. I don't think like, they were vomiting. He, and just, he did say he was like, I'm struggling to keep them standing upright or something like that. But he's definitely leaving them before they die. Yeah, he's not leaving them as they're dead, but he's leaving them to die. <laughs> I, was, I was under I mean, the impression okay, that maybe. they were still okay. alive after he left. That's, yeah, I, I also was under that same impression for sure. All right. Yet again, wishing it was an R. It was an R in my head. Um, <laughs> hard R. That would be really um, dark if he's just going around hopping bodies and he's like, That's where rave. my head was. I was like, God damn. He's like, fuck you, Eddie. And he's like going around just I'm like murdering people. And he claws it and I'll get to murder everyone. Also, treat uh, aliens nice. <laughs> He's going around like slitting his wrists and dropping his blood in everybody's mouth. Like, <laughs> you get a venom. You get a venom. You get a venom. <laughs> there will be maximum carnage. <laughs> That's actually the name of a comic. Did you know that? I know. Oh, okay. I have that one. <laughs> Callbacks. Man. On fire tonight. Oh. Look at that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> flows from us. Okay, but there's still there's still no explanation as to why the fuck they have to kill one of one of the other. Well, I think it's like the only thing that Carnage sees as a threat, you know, was was Venom. Just kind of like that's kind of fucks up, I guess, kind of like at the end and it's handled really poorly that whole shriek can yell and it hurts the symbiotes. Yeah, and then Carnage what gets really like, pissed. That, that, that plays. I know they set that I, up. No, I think that part plays well. But like how Carnage dislikes it, and then how Cletus <laughs> shut her up. Yeah, it's just, like <laughs> their, their whole interaction is really weird, and then it's really bizarre. Even at the end, like she's getting ready to kill a cop, and then 
Carnage is coming up with Michelle Williams, and Shriek's like, oh, that's that's too far. You can't let him do that. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I just saw you murder, like, a shit ton of people, and now... And he's know. a fucking serial killer. Yeah, right? It's just, I don't know. There's some confusing things. I got kind of, I, I had to go see this twice because I got lost at the end. Yeah, well, like, what was the... That's too far because, like, oh, now Carnage is, like, putting his, like, webbing shit all over the church cathedral thing like what the hell was too far like oh oh you're climbing up to, to kill her no that's too much Kong no. you just gotta like just poke her in the face and then she's dead and that's cool but you can't climb up there and yeah king kong her like that doesn't work yeah character motivations got really sloppy and i, I just got kind of confused on why people were doing certain things i got really confused when Anne showed up and her breasts were half the size <laughs> what happened Oh, you mean Carnage? I mean, not Carnage. Venom, Venom Ann? Yeah. Because the first time around, she was like... <laughs> was not playing. Let me show yeah. you all them Oh, wait, you're bitties. talking about just the She-Venom form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they toned the boobs down. They were like, yeah. Yeah, listen to Chris. They were like, they you were know like, what, right. guys? I think the last time around, we may have overdone it a little bit. 100% they toned it back. I, 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 was, I was just like, wow, that was definitely a choice. Uh, man, you know, in the Me Too era, yeah. She Venom can't have uh, big jugs. It's 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 no, can't happen. Well, maybe the first time you know Venom was fucking around, he was like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I haven't and seen now, these before. <laughs> now, now he actually, now he actually, he knows Anne, and you know, he's like, you know, he's not. He does. He he has expressed uh, a an intense appreciation for Anne on several occasions. So. The fact that I he's like not her. overemphasizing <laughs> her her particular form is, you know, it's fair. That's fair. All, no, all the all, all the argument scenes were great. <laughs> it was a little bit strange that like it was still the normal Tom's voice as Venom while he was in Anne's head, and she was doing the whole like inner dialogue with Eddie's voice. I was like, all right, that's that's an interesting choice because we didn't see that in the first one. Like we didn't see her like listening to Venom in her head. No. Oh yeah, that no, that's true. So like the assumption that that the voice of Venom is actually just Eddie, Eddie's inner voice, like in a different form. Like okay, n- now we've heard it in a different person, so that's definitely Venom's voice, and it's not just. Oh yeah, no, I, I just always assumed that was Venom's voice. I never even thought that that was being like just Eddie's inner. Yeah, I I I didn't think that either. But that's an interesting concept to think about that like that's just eddie's inner monologue not being actual venom's voice well because i think to me that's one of the interesting things about this character as a whole is is the way that we can bond with an exterior force but we're still fighting inner demons right where he's he's got all these different like impulses to to be violent and especially hyper violent in like a hyper masculine sort of way with this you know raging toddler just wants to eat things but he's like trying to control himself and like listen we're gonna put our fucking rules on the wall on a goddamn pizza box but (laughs) but it's still just his inner voice and he's like no i'm i'm trying to build a a life for myself i'm trying to like be a better person you know i i don't know i think that's what's interesting about the character so the idea of it being his voice as the inner monologue, I think, works really well. And putting it in a different person and still having that same inner voice. Like, if it was her voice in, like, a lower octave register that would kind be of neat. thing, yeah. I thought that would be really interesting. Because I was wondering that in the last one, like, when the other symbiotes, what was it a modulated version of their voice? It was. Even with Carnage, like, is it is that, you know, is that Woody Harrelson's voice? 
Yeah. 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 I, know, I, I, I never thought about that. I always just took that at really face value. Not that I look for deep meaning in the Venom films. I mean, yeah. When you, when, <laughs> when you hear Ronald McDonald talk, you don't really question. You know, that's just how he speaks. Yeah. It's your inner clown. Sell voice, me huh? those cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> you clown. Wait a minute. What? God damn it. This makes no sense. I shouldn't have thought about it. This is what happens. Would you rather dine with the you king or a clown? <laughs> <laughs> Why are those the only two options? I don't know. Well, it's either a king or a clown or Good a redhead. There or, will or be four of us dining in the car tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, here comes Bill and George. I think we're at breakpoint here. I swear I mean, I'm going to forget who the we, fuck we, Bill and George are. <laughs> we've, I've started quoting Crocodile Dundee 3. It's time uh, for break. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. We, we, all right. Is that Crocodile Brian. Dundee in Los Angeles? Yes. 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 We, 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 we need to talk to Griggs for a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, you calm the fuck down over there, fucking flipper. <laughs> fucking, uh, what, what are some of these other gems that you brought on the floor? <laughs> he wants to talk about Lassie, okay? Fucking free willy expert. <laughs> hey, guys, hold up. I, I got, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta finish this look who talking now quote, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the, oh that was the line. Crocodile Dundee is what, what doesn't work for you. Oh, my God. And with that gem right there, we're going to play the trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Lady, we should be out there snacking on bad guys. I am a predator. I need to be free. You have got to get control of your aggression, or you will get hauled off into Area 51. You live in my body. You live by my rules. I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. Please, let me fix it. So I can forget it again. You are a loser. Eddie Brock, I want to give you my story. People love serial killers. Why me? What's mine is yours. And what's yours is mine. I have tasted blood before, and that is not it. All I ever wanted in this world... Oh, wow. 
You could just say I'm happy for you. That was going to be us. I am happy for you. No! God, I'm so sorry. Not sorry! This dude needs some serious couples counseling. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Andy Circus's. Zekus, Zekus, well, I don't know. Let's not pluralize that. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the number one opening weekend film, made the biggest opening weekend since Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. No shit. Wow. It's because that trailer was fucking awesome. That was a good trailer. Dude, that trailer made me smile. I don't know. The, the, the standard trailer joke at the end didn't work for me. Oh, really? Wait, what, I mean, with, every with fucking Anne? trailer these days, they're like, all right, it's it's five-second preview of the preview you're about to see, and then it's the whole fucking trailer that's an exact formula for every fucking movie, and then they finish the trailer, and then they're like, no, wait, there will be a joke. There's at least dude. one joke in this movie. You should come see it. What's the trailer where the dude breaks the table with the fucking, and the dude's like, Ikea. Fox Eternals. Yeah. yeah. Same shit. Little joke <clears throat> yeah, at the saying. end. No, every fucking trailer these days is following that same formula, and there's always a joke at the end. Yeah, you know, you got you got to leave them on a, on a little laugh. You know, it's fun. Come see this movie, and you know, yeah. unless it's a and horror movie, then then there's it, no it, joke. It made me want to go watch the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I was like, shit, that 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 looks fun. <laughs> I like the song. Just saw, it. just saw it yesterday. Yeah, the song was good. That was that was yeah. good. That was very modern. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no, it, it 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 worked well. That trailer gets a nine, bro. That's almost a perfect trailer. <laughs> Just saying that. Fuck well, that. The trailer is like a six at best. Oh Whoa. fuck you, Griggs! No, come on. That that trailer made me High smile. Standards. I swear. You why, name why a, I stopped name, watching trailers because I have high fucking standards for name trailers. a better trailer. Last night, and don't so say hard. Hitchcock. Don't say Hitchcock. Last Night in Soho is the best trailer this year I've seen. Accurate. Yeah, Come on. it was really good. Yeah, yeah it was really good. The, the Green Knight trailer about was really n- good, too. The what? The Green Knight trailer, that was really good. Didn't see that one. Oh, should check that out. Oh, you, you watched Lamb. the trailer, though. should check out Lamb. Have you guys seen that? The trailer no. for it? The movie's not out yet. It is bizarre. It's like a woman and a guy in the middle of a farm environment raising a mm-hmm. child that has a normal body. Of a child, a human child, with a lamb head. <laughs> and it's supposed to be funny and supposed to be creepy, and I is, am dying to see Is that the one it. from the dude who did Rubber? No. I don't well, uh, I don't think so. Was that guy... I don't, he has been. a new movie out. I don't know what it is. He, that, Griggs, did you see Rubber? No. It's, it's a movie about a tire. That kills people. But yeah, that kills people. <laughs> is this just, based on a Stephen King novel? No, I mean, I'm serious. Like, you'll just be standing there, and you'll turn, you're pumping gas, and you turn around, and this tire just like rolls up out of nowhere, and 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 it stops, and you look at it, and it looks back at you, and then it just fucking pounces on you. <laughs> I filmed with robots that felt like they were going to do that. <laughs> it is not the director of Rubber. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Had yeah. to look that up. But Griggs, you should definitely watch that trailer. Yeah, you're not going to get any it's idea of the safe, story. It's a safe trailer. <laughs> it's just images and... Man, that's what I'm saying. Like, literally, the, to me, the the crux of the new trailers where they were like, we're just going to give away the whole fucking movie, started with iRobot and Will Smith. And, like, that was the first trailer where I was like, well, cool, I just saw the entire fucking movie. I don't actually have to see it now. And then I went and watched it, and I was like, I was 100% right. Like, they didn't... Like, there's literally nothing about this movie that I didn't see in the trailer. Yeah, it's also that, that's a bad example because it's also based off of a book, you know? So, 
You could have just read the book. The book's no, just but a I'm really saying, long I, trailer. <laughs> Fuck you. Pick a better <laughs> example, Griggs. No, well, that is, Griggs. to me, that's the epitome of it because that was the start of this new trailer revolution where all the trailer-making companies were like, well, let's just put all the fucking like, great reveals into the trailer to convince people that they should come to this movie. So you think there should only be teaser trailers with QR codes at the end? I mean, like, fuck the like QR codes. If you want codes, more, hold like your fucking phone trailers. up to the screen. You know, no, like. I don't. I don't like those. That's ridiculous. <laughs> if that, if that um, ever starts, I will murder somebody. It, it's just a teaser trailer. It's teaser like the trailers Batman. that it are shows like, the fucking logo. The tone. Like you, you see some, you, you hear some music. You see a few like flashes of screen. Oh, there's of a new imagery. Batman movie coming. Cool. Like, like a trail. You could, you can give me a trailer in thirty seconds, and I will want to see the movie. Now, granted, I understand that I'm an outlier. I'm just saying that as as a whole, the trailer industry has gone to the point where they're like, we can't convince anyone to come see trailers, so we're just going to put the entire fucking movie into the trailer, so you know exactly what you're going to get. And if that's your business model, because you don't believe that the audience can be convinced to see something based on name recognition from an actor or a director or a cinematographer, and they need the entire story, then they're doing a great job. I personally completely disagree with that as a concept, so I don't like trailers these days. I was talking to a guy earlier tonight, uh, and he was talking. Who actually listens to the podcast? And he was talking about how because I was talking about how we're we're going to do Venom, and I was like, but I don't want to ruin it for you. He's like, well, it doesn't matter. Like you know, uh, sometimes if if I know something's coming, that when it comes, then I enjoy it more. Yeah, so it's like oh 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 here's that thing. Here's that thing that that I've been been looking for. Here's one that's finally happening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you you know the opposite side of that? That the opposite side of that is what I feel. Where wait, when is that thing happening? When is that thing going to come? Oh, is that thing coming now? Is that thing coming now? Oh, no, it hasn't come yet. And I've totally just not experienced anything that's happening because I'm spending the entire movie waiting for my expectation to happen. Man, I want to experience think about a lot of things while you're watching movies. I'm I, telling you. Know, you. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I don't really uh I I rarely ever think about the trailer after, again after I see it. I don't know. It's got to be a really well, good shot. Yeah, I watched I watched the Rogue One trailer, and I kept waiting the entire fucking movie for that big ass speech that she gives while she's in that like tunnel looking thing. Is it a ship? Is it a tunnel? Are they going somewhere? She never gives the fucking speech in the movie because it's not in the goddamn movie. So they put it in the trailer, so it made sense. And then the entire time, I was like, "Well, when is this scene happening?" Because there was a whole fucking speech in the goddamn trailer. <laughs> what the shit? And now, yeah. now your whole life is like unfulfilled. You're like, what no, the fuck? no, what no. the fuck was this speech? The, <laughs> the movie, what the, the, fuck? the life is not unfulfilled. <laughs> but the first experience of the movie is definitely sorely lacking. I want to, I want to have a per, a pure emotional journey from start to finish. I watched Arrival without seeing anything about it. I just knew that I I liked Denny Same. and Vanilla, and and that was a pure movie going experience. That was absolutely the best thing that I could have asked for. Because I knew nothing going into it. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, if I had seen this trailer, it would have ruined the fucking movie for me. I saw the trailer. I watch did the trailer not ruin after. the movie for me at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm a they unique They keep all the good stuff out, that man. Makes like, sense. It's no, just, they often don't. They it's often just don't. a nice setup. Well, I mean, I don't know. You got to sell the movie, though. I mean, like, it's marketing. You can't just give people nowadays fucking up an image and some music and say like here it is here's a logo i mean you can do it for a pre-existing property like i can flash up the batman logo and everyone's gonna go "Ooh, wow and they're gonna jizz their pants just from that everybody else like how the fuck are you supposed to like market like a an independent family drama that, that doesn't no, have anything it, nobody's gonna and i concede that point that, and that's what i'm saying like done like, clearly <laughs> Clearly, the movie industry and the trailer industry movie, like they they have they have gone through these things. They've done market research. I'm assuming they've 
they've tried new things and they've seen the formulas and they've they've sold movie tickets. Whatever they're doing, they feel like it's working. I'm just saying, for me, as my appreciation for movie going, I want to be surprised when I go into a movie. And watching trailers these days, I cannot be surprised based off of the trailer because I've seen too many things. Seeing the Thor Ragnarok trailer before seeing Thor told me that fucking Hulk was going to be in it. And then they spent the entire first half of the movie okay, building okay, up hold this on, big hold fucking on. Stop, guy. Stop, 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 Griggs. This, that, that's ridiculous. When you're walking <laughs> into the theater, there's a poster with Thor and the Incredible Hulk on that is literally, like, that is advertisement. Like, when you go into Barnes & Noble yeah. and you look at a magazine shelf, there is Hulk and Thor. And it's like, hey, we're in the new Thor movie. Buy the Entertainment Weekly to read more. You know, it's yeah, like, that is, is everywhere. That 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 this was a bad correct. example. Let's let's talk no, more about about example. the pets the pet cemetery uh, remake where they, that trailer where they actually showed that they they killed the one kid when it was the other in, in the original. They actually showed it in the fucking trailer instead of letting that happen uh, to the audience to come in and be surprised because you're expecting one thing and then another thing happens. Terrible trailer. I'll give you that one. That one was a bad one. That was a that bad call. That was terrible. That was like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you not even know your audience? What the <laughs> fuck is happening right now? <laughs> That's a Brianism. <laughs> no, no, sorry. What Get the, the fuck, fuck are we out even of talking my face. about here? Get the fuck out <laughs> of my face. What are we talking about here? <laughs> that is some bullshit. All right, I'm... <laughs> they should get the fuck out of your face, Jared. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Like, what, are, what even are they talking about? Am I right? Come on. <laughs> fuck these guys. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Over here. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that movie. I'm sorry. I enjoyed I the know, movie. But yeah, you're right. The trailer was. I don't know. It's a four. Oh! Tangential <laughs> rants. Oh, <laughs> did you it? I've tried it again. It was bad. I don't know. Mm. Like, that cat looks like shit. <laughs> sorry. Thank you for letting me know that I should continue to avoid it. All right, anyways. Tangential yeah. rants aside. That was a pretty good trailer. That was a good trailer. That was a long fucking talk about a trailer. But uh, I have strong <laughs> feelings about trailers. That was our, no. We we did a whole trailer fucking like like TED talk. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Oh my god, man! Yeah. <laughs> oh. I I did like uh, Doctor Dan in this again. He was pretty fantastic. He had some. He had some great little moments, including pouring fucking gasoline and fire onto Carnage. He just happened. No, he happened to have a fucking blowtorch. <laughs> I was like, "You prepared for this, dude! Like, you How stopped and went and get it." Like, and he was just like, "I'm just gonna stand up here." And he was like, "Yeah, there's fire. Yeah, fire and sound. Yeah, man. Minus the sound. Minus the sound." <laughs> I can't yeah, be very loud, I but I do have a, I do have a blowtorch for some reason. He, he had a dab rig or something in his truck. I don't know what the <laughs> hell. He happened to have a blowtorch. And an extra thing of gasoline just laying around. You know, it happens. That's ballsy, man. I don't know. I don't know if you can like actually hold a blowtorch out and pour gasoline from your from your left hand and uh, yeah, it your seems right like it would go and up not as well, like and not just go down with the gasoline as wow. it's falling. Like, yeah, yeah. There's some movie physics there. Sure. Yeah. No, for no sure. Shit. For sure. I bet the actor's like, okay, so uh, you want me to do what now? <laughs> <laughs> I just see here in the script that it says that I pour gasoline, lit, lit gasoline down on uh, on Carnage. And I, I think that's really cool. But how, how are you doing that? <laughs> so it's water in the gas tank. And then you're going to have an actual blowtorch. And then we're going to make the water turn into <laughs> fire in post-production. We promise it's actually water. I, I, okay, I thought that was the... <laughs> 
the weakest special effect in the whole thing. Like they're in that church. Some of those backgrounds looked absolutely t- the stained glass window uh, in the centerpiece, the big circular one. You didn't like that moment? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's just when it's in the background of shots. Uh, I didn't even like it when it's in that big trailer shot when when like Venom throws him across the room and he stops himself and then he like I don't know gets both of his arms into like blades or does something like that and I don't yeah. know. I it was okay there, but. That church, man, you could tell that a lot of that was green screen. It did It did feel very much like, all right, cool. It's yeah, time for the, the digital set, like, fight scene filling in holes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely yeah. low res. You know, we were playing that with, like, really bad fucking... <laughs> well, it was, it was fast action, and, like, there was a lot of cuts, at, like, uh, you know. They got the characters right, so, you know, that's, I get, that's what's important. The characters look fucking amazing in this. Like... The Venom in the first movie looked looked pretty good. Like it looked it looked really good for for a lot of things. Venom in this movie, I was like, holy shit! Like, what is this practical effect? Like, how do they build this mask where like you have his fucking teeth coming out and he's crying all the time? And uh, man, it just looks so good. Yeah, they kept the budget. Uh, it was pretty much the same. It was like uh, as the first movie. I think it was like two million dollars more. It was one hundred and ten, is what Variety reported. Wow. The only thing I, I can chalk it up to is is this movie's runtime is shorter. So that's where they save yeah, some money a, on. It is a little bit shorter, like five minutes or something like that. Like yeah. Seven. And yeah, it, yeah, it's missing all those uh, all those end things. Well, I think the first one with all those like extra credit sequences is, is like it's around one fifty, and this one was like right around ninety minutes. I think one thirty seven, including the the whole and and credit sequence or whatever yeah yeah it just feels like there's a lot of stuff that was cut out of this movie because yeah. even when you're watching the trailer and you got that line where he's like oh shit that's a red one and it's like what does that mean we're, we're never yeah yeah he, he obviously knows ha- yeah, yeah he has that in the it's in the movie but the, and that's that was what i was saying earlier about like i i don't understand why they have to have this like final highlander fight like who cares if it's a red one? Like what what difference does that make? Why does it make you scared? Like it's a good trailer moment for sure. Like it's a fantastic trailer moment. There's no impact for us as an audience. Like why are you scared? We well, don't obviously red what's going ones on. are stronger and, and crazier. I mean, he's got like you <laughs> know, knife hands and like octopus tentacle tongues and shit. Like he's like that. you know he's he's always out. You know he's always got his like little. He's always got his dick hanging out. That is yeah. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the was it in the comic? Like each generation of the symbiote gets uh, is is stronger than the last. See, there's no but that's never explanation yeah. or implication whatsoever. In this at that's all what from the that. next movie's for. Oh, okay. Can we talk about the cop Mulligan? I'll give you another one on that. All right. So <laughs> that character, Jared Felt. <laughs> that character's in the comics. That character becomes another symbiote named Toxin. Wait, what? The, uh, the Son of Carnage. Because um, that was what was up with this whole fucking eyes thing at the end? Okay, see, this is where I have the problem. We've established in the first movie what our eyes look like when we're in possession of a, a symbiote. If we're possessed by one of those, or they're inhabiting our body, our eyes have that... the little flash thing. Yeah, with the little fluid. They do not yeah. go blue and solid his blue. His eyes... His eyes looked like Shriek's eyes. Exactly, right? How, like, what the hell did she do to him that now, like, her powers are in him? Like, is she, like, a ghost form or some shit? Like, now she's in this cop or whatever? Exactly what I thought. That was, that was where I went. I didn't know that he was in the comic as uh, a symbiote. That's, that's a whole different thing. Like, I don't, I don't know how they're trying to make that happen. 
Well, they're setting that up, obviously. Yeah, right? to be the third That's... one. But I mean, dude, I had to go back and rewatch this again. I was watching the infight very closely because I, w- I was like, when did he get infected? When did somebody like pass something on to him? And there's they never nothing. show it. Yeah, there's nothing. It happens off screen. I guess that's just so weak, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna put that character in the movie and have him like his eyes blue flash blue and he goes monsters, like fucking give me something more than that. Like at least well, like that that's that's the something before we get to learn well, next. No, time. I was... like I, w- I want to I want to see him like 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 he got I don't know this, something where we we see him actually get infected with something and it's because at the end of the movie it is confusing. It's like. Did, yeah, it is. Did Shriek do something to him? Did Carnage do something to him? Is he actually always been a superhero? Was he a mutant? And he just got activated. He was triggered. <laughs> so triggered. I don't know. I feel like it's so easy in in later sequel movies to like retcon a quick like, oh, you remember when this fight scene was happening, and you do like three shots from it or something, and then you show the the thing happening to this character that you've seen before and you're trying to make them the new villain like that's easy to do in a later movie i know it's just like why why would you do that if you know what this character is and where they're going to be and the and the the fans are supposed to know like i i've read this comic with the with this character in it and i wa- walked out of the movie not realizing that the the guy's last name was mulligan the first viewing or even putting that together and was just like wait who who is he who who's Who's that supposed to be? Yeah, they have like a close up of his badge, like when he gets shot, and then Eddie says his name once or twice. But again, like they don't, they didn't need to have him turn into some kind of a monster. Besides the fact, if this was some sort of a singular experience, right? Like this was the end of it, like showing that oh, the story goes on, and there's more bad guys that are happening, and monsters still getting created. Flash's eyes do something, but. It was, yeah, no, it was so confusing, and we don't know why he's changed or how he's changed. I definitely thought it was Shriek that that somehow is, like, maybe in his body or something stupid now. Like, that didn't make sense at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, though, because, they, they, you know, the eye that he shot out, uh, her eyes was It looked blue. like hers. Yeah, exactly. It looked like hers. I did not like the music as much in this movie. I thought the music was really fucking weak in this. Marco Beltrami is no Ligwid Garrison. Ludwig, Ludwig Gornson is definitely Garrison. way better. There, there's weird things that are going on in the music. Just like sometimes when you're some of the scenes and like the musical get really, really light. And yeah. I know they're doing it for it's it's a comedy scene. It's a lot of those scenes where Eddie and Venom are arguing with each other. And it like it's what is it? What is is it the first know, argument was... when when he starts throwing the shit out of the house? Like the music there yeah. is really bizarre. It goes bloop 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 bloop. And bloop, bloop, bloop. the first movie, like yeah. regardless of what's happening on screen, the music was always tonally set. Yeah, there that I definitely noticed the music only in those couple scenes where it was getting all plucky and like we're gonna make it fun, but also like a weird fun kookiness. Yeah, I was like, what the hell's going on with the music right now? Like. You just don't believe that we're going to understand the tone of what's supposed to be happening right now. So you're going to do like the weird off tone, but also different. It's cute, man. See, it's like we got to let the audience know they're supposed to laugh. Bro, I know I, I know I laugh. OK, the fucking the, the dialogue's <laughs> very in your face with the jokes. Come on. Meet my cute chickens. Uh, Shunny, Sunny and Cher. That was <laughs> nice. Yeah, the chickens were cool. <laughs> we would never eat Sunny and Cher. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, bro. It did make me laugh, though. What does that say about me? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like those those strange decisions, are. I have to chalk them up to director. I've seen a few movies that uh, Andy Serkis has directed. When it comes to dealing with actors and, and blocking and character progression, some of it makes sense, and I like the way that he deals with... Um, integrating VFX into making them actual characters. I thought that the the expression of, of Venom as like an external character while it's also an internal dialogue was really interesting in this and not necessarily something that um, Ruben Fleischer explored in the first one. But man, there are some weird, weird tone things about it that I can only attribute to Andy Serkis. I mean, I've never seen a single film he's directed. Yeah, I just looked it up. What the hell did you see? Did you see Mowgli? Yeah. <laughs> Legend of the Jungle. Parentheses, yeah, the remake I'm of sure the Jungle was, Book. That was completely terrible. How was that? No, Whatever, was, bro. Did you look great. at the cast list on that thing? No, I'm looking at it now. I mean, go, no, go, just, go, yeah. look at, go look at the cast list on that thing. Fucking Christian Starring Bale. Christian Bale, Kate yeah. Blanchett, Benedict Cumberbatch, Naomi Harris, Andy Serkis. And a bunch of other people know. Uh, no, you would know those people, like Tom Hall- um, Hollander. You know him. He's he's the uh, Pirates of oh, the Caribbean. Yeah. He's oh, the yeah, the bunch of character actors, dude, that you you would recognize. I promise you. Oh, dude, Matthew Rice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a star-studded cast. <laughs> Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, only on Netflix. I have stared at it at Netflix so many times and never pulled the trigger. Yeah, yeah. the animation looks kind of shit. Well, was it, it? it was it was in production at the same time as as the um, the other actual Disney one that was directed by um, John Favreau, and I thought that one was just so much better, just so so much better. Get that Disney money. I don't know. This one looks kind of cool. I'm gonna watch this one. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll like, for, okay, as as an, another alternative to the Jungle um, Book that Andy Circus did, <laughs> as an alternate issue. Um, Michelle Williams was I, I didn't like her in this one like she was pretty fantastic in the first one and Michelle Williams is fucking brilliant like she's done a lot over the years um, they fucked her hair up in this like she looked terrible <laughs> I thought like, her hair was just, a big improvement over the first one oh no it was all fluffy and weird and also like smooth in a weird way like i was like what did what did you do to your hair like did you get like a weird perm that someone tried to fix with like a wig or something like it looks so bad and she normally looks so good and i was just really confused like who made these decisions like what's going on here i thought all her scenes were really cute man i, I love it when uh she her and uh dan go into to get venom from uh, mrs chin that is a, a priceless moment i love that when that she leans her in and scene. starts flirting with Mrs. Chen, that was I, a pretty great moment. That, no, that yeah, was that, great. That was awesome. That was a great that, moment. No, no, that was great. That was great. But I th- thought some of the time she just felt kind of wooden. But maybe that's just her character because she, she was kind of like that in the first one. Maybe she's no, she's I mean, a, she was she's a little better in this she one. She had some like weird standoffish moments in the first one, but that was that made sense. And I mean, this one didn't have any necessarily like time in between from the first one to this one. Like this is all supposed to be happening like a couple weeks later, I guess. So she still has some emotional fallout from the first one, I guess. But I don't know. This is what I'm saying. Like I've seen her deliver way better performances than she did in this. 
And I have to attribute that to directorial decisions. Or just getting that paycheck. Getting that paycheck, bro. Making that money. (laughs) That first one made almost a billion dollars. So That is accurate. She was like, (laughs) what are we making on this one? I mean, like even the 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 argument scene where sh- where she's standing in front of the car and and like Eddie's like apologizing to Venom, but also sort of to her, and he's like trying to come up with the words to say to her, but also to Venom. And, like that was a, that had some great moments in the scene, but also, I mean, did she do anything after that? It, like legitimately, I mean, she, like did anything she, else happen to her character after that besides getting kidnapped? Yeah, she was the damsel in distress after that. You know, yeah. But like she's she's okay. She's tied up in the little box at the church, but we don't ever see her like trying to kick the fucking thing off. We just see her tied up in there. Yeah, like they they spent so much time establishing her character as being like also pretty badass. But then as soon as she becomes like the oh we just need Eddie to do something, like she just loses all agency. <sighs> I mean. Like, yeah, like, you're going to need a little bit of that. Like, I mean, what is she going to do? I mean, I liked I liked that they gave her the moment before the fight so that they we could get give Dan finally a moment in the fight. So when we have the goodbyes at the end, you know, I don't know. It's easier to see Anne and Dan walk off when we give Dan a moment and we give Anne a moment and we see them both as a couple. Because everything was left so hanging in the first movie. It was like, ugh, man, is, is yeah, Eddie and yeah. Anne, are they going to get back together? Is that going to happen in this one? And they kind of... We're going to fight for her. Yeah, you know, they kind of almost le- start leading you down that road. And I don't, I, by the time you get to the end fight, it's... I don't, you know, it's. I think the audience is okay with how everything's going. Because Dan's... Like, even Venom's like, oh, I like you, Dan. <laughs> Didn't really help us. I thought he was somewhat of a hindrance during the fight, but <laughs> yeah, he's definitely walking back his own compliments. <laughs> Maybe it's literally just her hair. It's just throwing me off so much. It was so bad, guys. Her hair was so bad. She looks so good in the first one, and this one, she's just like, no, I switched hairdressers, and I don't understand what's going on with them. I'm just so disappointed with this end fight. Like, I thought the fight with Riot was cooler. Like when they. Yeah, when they're exploding. climbing up a giant rocket and yeah. fighting, jumping back and forth, and this one was like the same. We're gonna climb up a building instead of a rocket, but this time Carnage is gonna have webs instead of Ryan being like, "No, I'm gonna bring the entire alien race." Like we've we've literally seen this already. And I kind of liked it that they only fought once, but I kind of miss like. You know, like anytime we have these versus movies, or you you see two of the big forces that are going heads, like you get that pre-battle, right? And then you get the you get the big final one. We just never got that that mid-film showdown, right? The the false victory, exactly. Or the total defeat, yeah. I mean, come on, it works in Rocky movies. Absolutely, it does. <laughs> That's what inspires him to run up those steps again. Oh, I did think it was weird they changed aspect ratios for the sequel. Did you guys know it was one eight five? I went to. I. I. There was a couple shots Weird. with with uh, Eddie and Anne that I was like, "There's like so little headroom. It looks like they they cropped it weird from like the IMAX or something like that." I was really confused. Oh, they may have. Although I don't was this shot. I don't think this was this shot with IMAX cameras. I don't think it was. I don't know. Yeah, it was one of the earlier scenes. Um, probably the the hey look I'm getting married scene. A lot of lower room, but like cutting off the top of their hair, kind of like 
slightly weird framing that maybe would have made sense if it was a 235 aspect ratio kind of thing but it was it was definitely a little bit awkward in the the 185 that i saw it in which is the aspect ratio that the movie was apparently mastered for which is also partly why i'm most confused super like the cinematographer though robert rich yeah dude's a badass yeah he is total like badass yeah all the shots of, of san francisco looked really great I love watching Eddie drive around on his uh, Ducati. There's some really great, like, oh, I'm going to speed off, and then they kind of do a, like a whip pan and then a cut to of him going off, popping wheelies and shit. It was pretty fun. Yeah, they just, they, yeah, it, it is a good, it's a goddamn good looking movie. I, I, I got to read a, a little, a little bit. This, this is the review from, uh, what is this, the San Francisco Chronicle. This thing is. This review is terrible. Friends don't let friends see Venom. Let there be carnage. It's terrible in a lot of ways. I mean, it, it's the worst movie Tom Hardy ever made. It's the worst movie Woody Harrelson's ever made. It's the worst movie Michelle Williams ever made. You know, it's bad if even Michelle Williams can't make it better. Wow. It's a brutal review, guys. Wow. Really, really brutal. I don't <laughs> think it's that bad. What's the What's the Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I didn't... I got it. Currently on the Rotten Tomatoes, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, it's got a 59. <laughs> oh, that's higher than the first one? Yeah. Audience score of 85. Well, okay. That's highly respectable. Wow. Critics hate these films. Yeah, because they've seen a lot of comic book movies, and they're just pissed about having to continue watching comic book movies. So, well, Venom got a 30 from the critics and an 81. <laughs> <laughs> oh, an 81. All right. There you go. Wow. 81. And then now the new one has a 59 and an 85. This but to be fair. better than according to the critics. That's well, but, but to be fair, there's still time for that to swing either way because, you know, the more people watch it. That's true. But I don't think it'll change much. Um, I mean, but by that, by those metrics, then it's like, you know, it, it's respectively kind of the same, but a little bit better. You know, so, yeah. you know, maybe what happened was the initial shock of people watching it, like and the critics. But then now that they've had a chance to live with it a little bit and maybe seen it multiple times or you kind of read other people's reviews that kind of like, you know, so they were like saw the second one. Like, oh, it's not that bad. But, you know, it's still a fucking Venom movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's still just tentacle porn in space or from space, I guess. Whatever. Shut up. It's tentacles, right, and porn. That's that's the important keywords. <laughs> that's the most important part. But on IMDb, they give it a six point six. Uh, that's pretty close to what the first one was, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. It was like six point five, I think. They're about the same. Similar levels of appreciation. I okay. admit, I like that. I think I like the first one better. I, maybe I've just lived with it longer, but no, I, I think I like the first one better. It's the aspect ratio. <laughs> Do you think this one's better? I think this is a really fun follow-up, for sure. But as a standalone movie, like if I was just to pick one as a singular entity, the first one is way better. Yeah. There's more character progression. There's more things happening in terms of overall plot changing. There's more stakes. This one goes through a, to a lot of lengths to like humanize the serial killer for the sake of having a villain that's not just, you know, two-dimensional or has only a singular vision of carnage. What were they trying to do with that? Man, I don't know. Like it 
I was talking to someone today about it, and I was they, they were saying that it seems like there's just no backstory to Carnage. And I was like, well, they spend essentially half the movie with Eddie going and trying to be a reporter and do detective work, figuring out what happened to Cletus Cassidy and what's going on in his life. And he's like, yeah, but that's Cletus Cassidy. That's not Carnage. There's no exposition about who Carnage is, what Carnage wants, what Carnage is trying to do. And I was like, all right, that's a fair point because they don't ever achieve symbiosis. And it's just this entity that wants to destroy everything. Which also happens to coincide with what Cletus Cassidy wants. But it's because he was abusive, though, man. Right. Couldn't you have just found out and told everyone that, that my grandma abused me and that's why I killed her? I didn't like that what? animation sequence either. When he was... Uh, I thought that was so fucking weird. And there's one shot in it that really takes me out of it where it's like they just cut to and it's all this animation going on and Woody Harrelson's just like looking just a little bit yeah, off camera. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. Like, yeah. What? 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 He's not writing. What, what is he just taking a break and thinking, thinking about what he's going to write? <laughs> or he's like staring at the wall like, if Eddie Brock was here, I'd give him the stink eye. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. We have ratings. I think we are, Brian. All right. Let's rate this thing. Who's going first? Do I chair? Well, I was just sitting here. You know, I've, I've, I've been going to these critic reviews for Venom. This sequel is a violent yet sloppy yet entertaining battle through couples counseling for Tom Hardy's Eddie and his symbiote. That was some of the best stuff in the movie. See, I, I think people just think they, 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 they don't know what this movie is. Like, they, 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 they don't. It's, it's a fucking comic book movie. It's supposed to be stupid. It's supposed to be fun. You know, it's, it's not serious. And, and you know, and, and, and it's not perfect. But it, it was totally fun. And it wasn't too long. I totally, uh, I went and watched this movie after after doing a 12-hour shift and being up at 5 a.m., and I still was, a, it held my attention the entire time. I actually thought it was a really fun ride. I thought it looked pretty good. It was, you know, is it a great movie? No, but, you know, it is a fun movie, and I, I, I like it. It's, 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 it. it made me laugh. I don't know a lot about Venom, so I don't know how true it is to, you know, the, the characters and, and, you know, did Woody Harrelson play the character the way it was supposed to be and, and like all that kind of stuff but just as a movie it's fun it looks good uh, I wish I remembered what I did the last one at what was it Brian oh I don't know oh fuck man you're supposed to keep up with that Pull what? Chart. rate this movie chart? as if what? it is the I'm only movie have a chart? we don't compare Jared them's the rules rate it it's by a, itself okay it's an 8 <laughs> <laughs> good for you you wanna go next or are you gonna go last Griggs um, Maybe didn't have a chart. <laughs> All right, I I really enjoyed the first movie. I thought it was a, a yeah. I I won't go into that. This was. <laughs> <laughs> what did you rate the first movie? I would give the first one an eight point five. Oh, okay. There's there's a lot to love about it, even though there are some some issues. Bless you. There's there's too many like hey let me show you this character while this other person is doing this random thing that wouldn't happen at the same time, but whatever convenient bullshit in the first one are most of my problems with it this one like i don't know like there there's there's some really fun character moments with with cletus and him trying to get carnage and um i've definitely as a villain goes i feel his um his drive and i always know what cletus wants as a character 
And for the most part, I have to say that I kind of know what Eddie and Venom want too as characters. Like they, their, their motivations are pretty well laid out. I do really love all the scenes in Eddie's apartment where, where they're kind of couples fighting amongst these, amongst themselves. <laughs> like the whole Venom making breakfast scene while Eddie's kind of like freaking out about what's going on and just not even paying attention to this like shitty roommate that's totally fucking up his place. Like I loved that whole sequence. I thought it was just fantastic. Uh, and then Edda, Venom finally is like, here's breakfast. And, and he's just like, the fuck am I supposed to do with this? That I mean, that like the humor in this, when it lands, it's really fucking fun. I kind of, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about Anne as a character beyond my issues with her costuming and hair. Like, I thought she was mostly fine. Her, her best line in the entire movie was 80 yard. And that was after she finished getting Eddie back to Venom and she's getting back in the car and there's this like weird voiceover line where she's like, no, that was actually pretty fun when she's talking about like having Venom as part of her. She's cause as she's getting in the car, she's like, Oh, I don't ever want to do that again. But then they 80 yard her being like, but it was pretty fun. Like, what? yeah, you're right. That did seem a little weird. <laughs> I was like, can we just make those decisions while we're shooting the scene? Like you'd have to add it back in. Cause you don't feel like, all right, that's fine. So those are some, some of the weird directorial decisions that, are, that kind of threw me off a little bit for some of the tone. The The ending fight scene was just kind of a mess. Like, for the most part, I know everything is, like, geographically. Like, you can kind of tell. Like, I didn't necessarily lose, like, where characters were in relationship to each other. But all the motivation and drive that we spent the whole movie up until that point, building so reasonably well, is just kind of lost. Like, there's a few exposition lines that are not explained well enough to understand why they needed to be the exposition that they were. I don't yeah. care that they're fighting each other. They just seem to care that they're fighting each other, but we don't ever necessarily understand why it's happening. They spend so much of the movie building up the relationship between the cop and um, Shriek, and that's not really done anything with. Like, she tries to kill him, but isn't really allowed to and it's just kind of like dismissed in in the the hullabaloo of two fucking symbiotes fighting and there were some pretty fantastic shots and there were pretty some they, i mean like all the stabbing was pretty fucking amazing all of the action was was cool i just didn't i wasn't invested because i didn't understand why we needed to care i'm saying a lot of things to build up to i think this is this is pretty solidly fun I enjoyed watching it in the theater experience with Atmos. I'm going to give it a 7.5. 7.5. All right. I mean, I, yeah, you're talking about the, the action scenes at the end. It, it, that did re- remind me of uh, when Carnage is breaking out of prison. There are these prison guards that come up with these pistols and they start shooting at him. I was totally confused. I watched it twice. I still am not 100% sure what happens, but his body opens up and it looks yeah. like they're shooting yeah. through him. But 100%. but then he's bouncing the bullets back, but we never see the bullets in the frame. And they start no, falling. He's, they're shooting through him and shooting the guards on the other side of him. Oh my god. Yeah. What the fuck? That was some terrible <laughs> ass coverage. Are you serious? I watched that twice and did not yeah. understand that. Yeah, Yeah, no. Because they're they're on both sides of in, in front and back, and so they he's letting them shoot themselves, shoot each other. Why, I mean, why are the guards yeah. even behind him? That doesn't even make any sense. Like he's busting through the prison, like he's going 
into a straight block. He just left Death Fucking Row. He murdered everybody there. He's go. How did they get behind him? What's going? This what? <laughs> this movie and its action scenes, like the action scenes. This is not the first film, not the first film in the action scenes. The comedy's still here. Um, I still think it's funny, but there, there's just things that are missing. I don't understand like Shriek's motivations for things. I don't know if I understand all of Cletus Cassidy and what he wants and why he is he just saying all this stuff about like uh, bad journalism and you leaving out the reason why I became a serial killer. Is he is he just just saying that shit just to say something? He's even got a line. They even use it in the trailer. I was just like, I don't even know what the fuck that means, bro. Where he's like, I'm not a, a crazy man, but I am a vengeful man or some shit like that. And I was just like. What the fuck are you talking about? Vengeful of what? Because he wrote a fucking story. You murdered a bunch of people, motherfucker, and there were bodies. That's why you're getting the death penalty. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are we wasting our time with this? And it just wasn't developed, so it just kind of leaves me, like, scratching my head. Like, does... Is Cletus Cassidy, like, does he actually believe that? Or is he just spouting off some bullshit? And, man, I don't know. When, When you leave things like that muddy and it... It's confusing me, and it, one way it takes away from a character, and then the other way it's just kind of like, it's not like the. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you trying to make him like the Joker, right? Like where it's like, oh, I'm gonna just gonna like kind of change up my origin story every time. That works in the Dark Knight. Changing the story lets me know something about that character, and I don't know what this lets me know about this character. And it's it takes up so much screen time at the end when I would just rather watch Eddie like. And Venom scream out, we are the lethal protector. <laughs> like, that's what I'm here for, regardless of how 80s it is. And I don't know. I, I'm going to have to. It kills me, man. But I think I'm going to have to take off like two or three points for some shit ass kind of like just writing and like cutting that just everything was cut out of this movie or not written into this movie where things just don't make sense and they don't flow 100% well. And like we saw that last time and that, that movie had issues, but. Like, I feel like they fixed it in post. Whatever the screenwriting issues were, they fixed that in the edit. That was their final rewrite, and it worked. And this time, I don't know. I felt it this time. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to do eight. I'm going to do eight. I'm going to do eight. <laughs> I'm indecided. That's respectable. That's uh, fair. Yeah. So with that, you have been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew Crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? Brian, the audience can follow me on Instagram at CheckTheGate and on Twitter and Jared B. Callen. And Mike, where can they follow you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. All right, so we're going to close out the show tonight with track number 28 from the Venom soundtrack titled Venom and Blues. This is from composer Marco Beltrami. Enjoy it.